welcome to Boss Lady Energy. Boss Lady Energy. Y'all, we got that Boss Lady Energy. Welcome back to Boss Lady Energy. I am Kristen here with one of my lovely co-hosts, Nikki. How you doing, girl? Hey, hey, good, good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, today's episode is one that was a little bit difficult for me only because I got a little nervous and I didn't know how to approach it because I've never discussed um, some family related stuff deeper than yeah. like childhood trauma and stuff. I mean, I know we've gotten deep on this podcast, uh, but this episode <laughs> kind of um, was very, very personal for me. So I'm excited yeah. for everyone to hear it. Yes. Our, I mean, I'm just going to spoil it again because this is what I do now. I just spoil our guests before we get into it. But no. Joe jo Johnson Overby is our guest. And if you guys yeah. follow her on TikTok, Instagram, she's got a podcast middle ground. She's amazing. But her mom has MS and Kristen's mom has MS. And during this interview, yes. being like a third party for someone who doesn't have to, you know, go through the stuff that they've gone through with their mothers, um, it was interesting. It's very, very um it was great to hear them talk about the things that they talked about and hearing Kristen actually be open and transparent about some of the things that sometimes she doesn't always talk about. Um, yes. So Joe Johnson really did bring that out in Kristen and it was almost like having, you know, that ally to talk to. But we'll get yeah. more into that after the interview and tell you guys what we love about her, of yes, course, because yes, yes. we always do a last word. But let's get into Girl, Let Me Tell You. Girl, let me tell you. You gonna kick? Oh, <laughs> I'll kick it off, I guess. You know, kick it off. Um, <laughs> I feel so out of it this week. I don't know what it is. I know, I know like the week the after turkey. Thanksgiving, yeah, has been was a lot for for me trying to get my you know you know lose the weight that I gained during Thanksgiving. I was like, oh trying my to get god, back into right? the gym. And one thing that She's happened so to me, which I'm just gonna good. girl, let me tell you, um, was I was at the gym right at work, and being in the office uh, and anywhere on the property, you have to have like a mask on in the buildings. Okay, totally fine. The gym that I go to after work has mm -hmm. no one in it. Literally, no one uses this gym at work. I have been there maybe one time throughout the past few months with one other girl from my workplace. Okay. Um, yeah. No one was in there, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm on the treadmill. I'm hitting it real good, right? I'm getting in my stride. And all of a sudden, this security guard comes over to me, pops around on the other side of the treadmill and goes, um, excuse me, ma'am, do you have a mask? And I'm like, yeah, mind you, I have my headphones on. I'm listening, watching something on Netflix. I'm like, yeah, like I have a mask. Like um, it's right here. And he's like, can you please put it on? And I'm like, no problem, sir. I put it on, right? So it's covering my yeah. mouth and my and my my nose. Well, I don't want to wear a mask when I'm working out. So I pull it down. He's watching me from the other side and pops oh, over no. on the other side and goes, ma'am, can you please put that above your nose? And um, <laughs> whatever else he said. And I, okay, mind you, this was also a week I was There's PMSing. No I, was, yeah. I was seeing red, Kristen, when I tell you this, I was seeing oh, red. No. This little man watched me put my mask on and then proceeded to tell me to put it above my mouth and my nose. You no. can ask my husband how much of a trigger this is for me. People on the airlines tell me to put my mask up over my nose, and I literally want to fight them. So <laughs> I'm in the middle of my freaking run. I have to stop my treadmill. I have to pull out my headphones because I can't hear him. And also I have to put on my glasses because I can't see him because I don't run with my glasses. Oh, on. my God. Oh, my God. So I literally pull it out. I'm PMSing, and I go, excuse me, sir, what's your name? Like, I'm literally thinking I'm the baddest bitch in <laughs> no, this freaking gym. here's Karen. Here's <laughs> Karen. Yeah, here I go, Karen. And I'm like, excuse me, sir, what's your name? And he was like, oh, so-and-so. Uh, and -so. And I'm post commander. And I said, okay, noted, because you just ruined my workout, so I'm going to leave. And I, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nikki's leaving the gym. Like, <laughs> when I can't, this happened to me this past week, and I tell you, oh, my God, I, I was can't. seeing red. But anyway, that's oh. just the girl, let me tell you. I can't shake it now. I'm so scared I'm going to see this post commander just walking around the property. <laughs> Post we're gonna have another we're gonna have another run-in that's hilarious <laughs> especially if there's no one in the gym like 
I mean, and you sanitize yes. after you get off the equipment, or at least you should. That's like, yes. I know you're you're really yes. good at your protocols. You follow all that gym <laughs> yes, guideline stuff. But oh there my was gosh. no one. There was no one in it, the gym. And my thing is, is like if I went to like an LA fitness or like a, a more communal gym, like I understand there's 40 people in the gym. I will wear my mask. I will do my due diligence. Yeah. When I'm on an airplane with a hundred other people, I will wear my mask. I will do my due diligence. When I am the only person running on a treadmill and there is no yeah. one else within a hundred feet of me, why are yeah. you? Why? What and is no, it? And that's I the hard part. The logic. No, the logic is <laughs> off though too. And this is just a bigger conversation in general. Yeah. But if I'm in a restaurant, I'm closer eating my food with no mask to yeah. people than I am in an empty gym running on the treadmill. Yes, you know, I, it's I just, know. just, you know, just <sighs> sip on that for a minute, you guys. Just, I'm just saying. And anyway. I know it's his job, but like, you know, I, I get it. He was just doing his job, but like, sir, could you have interrupted Sir, you're putting yourself at risk. My Move away. And then just <laughs> you're breathe. You're putting yourself at risk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, what's going yes, on with we're, you? <laughs> we're all about following the rules, but rules were made to be broken. Okay, moving on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? Monathon was great. We had, um, I lost the football game. You know, we play a football game every uh, Thanksgiving morning before mm-hmm. the festivities begin. And yeah. it's flag football. And the guys get, go all out. Like Michael's cousin's husband is mm. a former football player. So like oh. this is his time to shine. You know, like glory day vibe. Like, yeah, let's go. He's so nice and hilarious. And um, no shade in that regard. But, but he's competitive, I just, huh? <laughs> I know he's going to come to play. Like, uh-huh. let's go. And he's on the opposite team. So oh. I got, you know, they told me, you run down and we'll throw it to you. No one ever throws to me because they know it's probably not going to pan out, right? I was a cheerleader, not a football player. Okay. So I'm running down the field. They're going to pass to me. We've made this decision. It's coming to me. They pass to me. It's a beautiful pass. I'm way oh, too no. short to catch it. I throw my hands in the air. I'm like waiting for it. And I see James, the football <gasps> man, come beelining my way and and oh, this no. is not tackle football you guys you this guys is flag flags? football oh, okay. we have flags yes Matthew Michael's cousin gets the flags every year he brings the flags <laughs> and we haven't played football in two years because we didn't have Amon family Thanksgiving last year right, so right. it was like everyone was ready oh, you know and also not everyone because everyone's out of shit on level 10 level, <laughs> 10, level we're dealing- 10 running at me I see the ball coming and I go ah! and I just don't do anything. I let the ball hit the ground. What? Not not MVP. You know what I mean? Like this did you not end. You didn't even die for it. You didn't, didn't even die for it. No, because Michael now has a bruise. Like his he has coastal chondritis and it has flared up because of his falling on the ground. Him and Cooper could barely walk the next day. Cooper's my brother-in-law. And like they get so aggressive and I'm like I'm not here for this and they know. They don't even barely even talk to me in the huddle, you know, because it's like I'm just standing here trying to Did you guys just all have be to play? Involved. Like did Melissa play? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa and I were the same person on the team. Oh, got so it, got it, got Michael's it. sister has a newborn. He's um, seven months. So we were the same person, and she swapped oh, in second quarter, it. and I held the baby. Did their team win? I don't think they did. I thought you James' won? team won. Oh, I, oh, maybe we did win. I'm not exactly sure. Um, <laughs> clearly, I paid attention. Uh, so yeah, it was a good time. Good time had by all. We had a pool party. I was barely on social media, but it happened. And yeah. no one got COVID. So very, very I blessed w- and thankful. 
I will say over the past like two weeks since Thanksgiving, I've been off social media. Like I, yeah. well, actually it's only been a week, but I wasn't on social media. I thought I would be like on people, like watching everyone's stuff Looking during Thanksgiving. Stuff. I really was so um, disconnected and I loved it. The only thing I was connected Good. to was my online shopping. I did way too much Black <laughs> Friday shopping, but anyway, that's yeah. for another t- I didn't do any Black Friday shopping. I didn't do Black Friday shopping or Cyber Monday. And I'm like, I had a nightmare the other night that I didn't. Here we are. Um, Just tangents. But (laughs) I had a nightmare the other night that I didn't get anybody enough Christmas gifts. And I only got my nephew, Luke, one big Christmas gift. And it was like a huge disaster on Christmas. So clearly I'm having stress about it. I need to get to shopping. Uh, anyway yes you do okay well anyway anyway anyway. let's have a sip on that note the stress is high the drinks are flowing (laughs) aka water cheers 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 when i sip so since today we are talking to joe about ms we figured it would be something in our when i sip portion we usually talk about celebrities and the first celebrity that i really resonated with which is kind of i know she's kind of out there sometimes but amy schumer was somebody that i saw for the first time as a celebrity have a parent with multiple sclerosis her father has ms and she shared a lot of that online and on social media and i finally like resonated with somebody because like oh shoot this person like gets it um And I remember like messaging her. I've messaged her multiple times, like commented about how wonderful it is that she shares about her dad and stuff like that. And um, I just thought that that was, I don't know, it really hits home. And if anybody's listening that has a similar situation, please always reach out. I know I don't really share that often, but when Amy posted about her dad, I felt like that was one of the first times I ever saw myself and someone else um, in that regard. So very, very thankful for that aspect of her platform. Yeah. And I know we talk about it often that, you know, when we see celebrities do something because, you know, living in this world that we live in, we hold celebrities to such a higher caliber and that they sometimes we think of them as not human and we Mm kind of have to bring them back down to a human level. So when these celebrities are being raw and real with us and, you know, Amy Schumer is allowing us a little peek and glimpse into her life of something that isn't as glamorous as everyone thinks her life is. um, Mm -hmm. I, I understand why you resonated not only as her situations as similar as yours, but, you know, um, she's just showing you that like, Listen, we talk about it all the time. Instagram is not a highlight. It's just a highlight reel. The life behind that camera is yeah. not. And um, that's also something that we touch on with, you know, our, our guest upcoming, Joe Johnson Overby. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to let her and our interview do the talking because we are yes. so excited to finally have her on. So let's get into our interview with Joe Johnson. There is so much boss lady energy about to be thrown your way, everyone, um, because today we have a special guest on the show who has turned her full-time photography career into a social media empire, from lifestyle and sharing adorable pics of her growing family to raw and hilarious TikTok videos and reels, to bringing awareness to multiple sclerosis and how it impacts her family, to hosting her own podcast, (laughs) Middle Ground, this woman does it all. And somewhere in between, she balances being a wife and a new mom, which we have her little babe with us on with us today. This woman is a true entrepreneur and wants to help everyone out there do the same. We couldn't be more excited to have on Joe Johnson Overby. Yay! Yay. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. That was the best intro I've ever had in my life. Wow. (laughs) It made me feel really good. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we mean every single word of it. And I know we talked a little bit about it before we started recording, but we've harassed Joe, y'all. Like we literally were in her emails. We were in her DMs. This is a lady that Kristen has kind of admired and followed her journey because, you know, Kristen, I'll let you take it from here. But your mom also has MS. Yes, my mom has a mess, as Joe's mom does. I don't want to speak for you, Joe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I, I've fallen more in love with you doing research about you, like over the last week, just knowing that you were going to be coming on. And you were a photographer turned lifestyle content creator turned podcast host, all the things. And on your website, you talk about something that really resonates with Nikki and I and Courtney. Um, after college, you worked in a retail job full time. And you always wanted to be your own boss. You knew you were going to be your own boss someday, but you were simply too scared to jump into being your own boss. Absolutely. And now you are just that. Yes. Tell us about your career journey and how you ended up doing just that. Um, so I started photography when I was about 15 and I did it as a hobby and I did it all the way through college and I got done with college and I just was not in the mindset or prepared to take it on full time. Um, Just the idea of accounting and bookkeeping and making sure I was paying my taxes and all of those things that I now know really shouldn't be obstacles. um, If you're willing to hire the right people uh, at the time terrified me and I didn't know who the right people were and who do I talk with. And, uh, and so I got a job in retail doing marketing for uh, almost two years and I loved that job. I was making next to nothing. (laughs) and uh, I was barely paying my bills, but I was so happy. I was really enjoying it. It was a good intro, but what I learned in my position there was I'm not a good employee. Yeah. (laughs) I am a hundred percent meant to work for myself. I just had a really hard time letting the boss be the boss. I wanted to control everything and it's just not fair as an employee to do that. If you want to do that, I feel like you need to go out on your own. And so Mm. Um, I took the dive in 2017 to doing wedding photography full time. And even then I knew wedding photography wasn't necessarily what I wanted to be doing, but it was my easiest path to self-employment. And so I went after it. And you take beautiful photos. So for somebody who is like, oh, I guess I'll do photography. (laughs) I mean, you've been doing it since 15, but your photos are incredible. And now you teach courses on how to take photos. Yes. So I knew I wanted to move out of doing weddings just because of the time commitment. And I wanted my weekends back. I wanted to be with family. I wanted to be at my friend's kids' birthday parties and their baby showers and their wedding showers. And so I knew that I was going to make the move out of wedding photography. And I thought the pivot for me was to go into education, um, become Mm -hmm. more of a business coach and a marketing coach. mentor for other photographers wanting to get into the industry. And I started with that in December of 2019, pre-pandemic. And 2020 was going to be my last year of having uh, weddings full-time. And then the pandemic hit and I got on TikTok. And because I didn't have anything else going on, all the weddings got canceled. And I was like, I'm just going to create content. I'm enjoying this. I enjoy sharing. Uh, I'm going to go for it. And we started sharing just random things from our lives. And all of a sudden, content creation became an option. And so um, now we're here. So (laughs) I just took that in stride and pivoted again. So I had a handful of workshops. I have my last workshop coming up in December. And then um, 
Yeah. On to the next pivot, which is content creation. You know, you talked about how like you were not the best employee. You also took a job that you got paid nearly nothing. How were you able to like, I don't know, take that, have that confidence to take that leap of faith when you were, you know, I don't know how long you and your husband have been together, you know, and then you were probably going to, you know, down that journey of starting a family, building a house, like doing all those things. Like what was it for you that had, that was that confidence for you? Um, probably a sprinkle of privilege and, uh, also honest. just having the ability to save enough money that I felt like I had a safety net. If I'm being completely honest, it wasn't yeah. a big push of like, I'm going to go for it. And I'm throwing caution to the wind. I would love to tell you that that's the story. Um, but it wasn't, I really dedicated myself to, living very frugally for a couple of years and putting away a lot of money to or at least like a few months worth of living costs that if I fell flat on my butt, I had time to go find a job. True. Um, and obviously there was a lot of privilege behind that too. I graduated college debt-free, which set me ahead of so many people out there. Um, and my husband and I weren't living together yet though, whenever mm. I took on the full-time um, gig with photography so I was a little like, you know, it's just me, but my costs were low because it was just me too. Sure. And I live in a not very expensive part of the country. So I kind of checked those boxes and I figured, you know, the worst thing that can happen right now is I fail. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. what's that's okay. I'll learn from it and that'll help me on to the next thing. Wow. Well, that's inspirational. What? Right. How has your life changed since doing content creation only? Oh, it's changed so much and also not at all. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost kind of a hard question to answer because I think I'm in this season of life where I'm overthinking things a little bit because mm. when I started mm -hmm. in content creation, it was a side thing. And so I was just putting anything out there that I wanted to and just having fun with it. And then all of a sudden, when it becomes your lifestyle and it becomes your way of life and how you're making your money, you or I have had this business-minded change where I really am thinking about each thing I'm doing. And I, I overthink. And yeah. so I've been trying to figure out the balance of making sure I show up authentically without overthinking things while also realizing that there needs to be some kind of strategy behind it because it's also a career. Yes. Yeah. Strategy is the hardest thing I think to figure out because if you're just throwing things up, throwing it to, you know, sticking, hoping it sticks, um, it doesn't really pan out, but your videos with your husband and, you know, have been hilarious. And I love that is, is, does he have is content creation his job too now or does he pop in and like he's the special guest? Yeah. So he pops in, uh, he, uh, is a chemical engineer full time. Oh my so, God. Yeah. He worked full time wow. as a chemical engineer. And, uh, so we've been transitioning. I'm stay at home mom slash working full time right yeah. now. Oh, yeah. never off the clock. Never off the clock. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm kind of simultaneously doing those two things right now, which has been a lot to carry. And we're kind of trying to figure out where we're going with it. But yeah, he just pops in here and there. And he's always down. He's always been really encouraging for whatever I want to go after. He says, go do it. Like you've, for him, he's like, you've never not done what you say you're going to do. 
So if yeah. you want to go do it, go for it. That support system you, is amazing. Yeah. And can you walk us through like maybe one of your day-to-day situation, like what what you do every day to set up for what you do yeah. online? So I can tell you about today because um, yeah. today yeah. was a very <laughs> normal day and I feel like uh, it had some extra stuff. So I'm not always quite this busy, but um, I have an assistant that works with me full time now, uh, who mm. kind of manages my calendar and helps me with what collaborations we're doing, uh, especially with doing the workshops and everything for photography. Still, she's helping me with that organization and that end. So she arrived around 8am this morning. Uh, we, uh, I'd already posted on TikTok by the time she got there today. And I'd already been live on TikTok when she got there at 8am. So woke <laughs> up, got ready on live while baby was still asleep. And then uh, we worked on going through the calendar and figuring out what was going on today. I had an interview with a online uh, journalist for an article at 10 a.m. And then that was over at 1030. And I then had her, my assistant, help me shoot content for collaborations that are going to be going live in a couple weeks. Then I, my husband came home for lunch and I jetted off to have lunch with a friend and walk her, walk through the renovation to check on everything while there was still daylight and then, uh, got home and, uh, took baby back so that he could go back to work. (laughs) And I've been editing content all afternoon and now I'm talking with you guys. So you do it all in house, you and your assistant, you edit, you shoot all of that yourself. Yep. And and you spoke earlier about taxes and, and finding the right people and all that. How to help you with your business, your small business, I guess you would call it pretty big business. But um, how did you find those people? What did you did you Google search like for people that are out there looking to go on their own, go solo? I'm in that boat right now. So any kind of advice or insight as to how you found the right people to help you boost your I reached out to people in my area who were successful doing what I saw myself wanting to do. Um, So for me, it wasn't necessarily photographers. Uh, I have a now friend at the time I didn't know her, but who owns a very successful retail business here. And I reached out to her, even though I didn't know her. And I said, Hey, do you have a reference? Like who you're using for accounting or anything like that, that I could reach out to. And sometimes you'll hear back from people, sometimes you won't. And that's okay. Not everybody wants to share and that's totally their right. But there's usually somebody that is willing to say, hey, this is who I use. Feel free to reach out. And I feel like that's a good way to start that network. Uh, And I always say start with an accountant. Okay. Because if you find the right accountant, they'll hook you up with the right lawyer and the right, you know, um, now we're kind of in a season where we have connections and we have friends that are in the industry that we feel really comfortable with and trust. But when we started, I found an accountant that really worked in the small business world, understood what I was doing, someone that I really trusted and vibed with, felt good in our relationship and kind of went from there. That's amazing. Yeah. So something that I want to know, Joe, is so I, um, I know Kristen's husband's a music producer. Kristen's now a full-time makeup artist. And on your website, I was reading how to budget an inconsistent income. Can you please walk us through a few key things that we should be doing right now, um, to be budgeting? Yes, of course. Okay. So 
the biggest thing that I say whenever you are about to start a career where you're going to have an inconsistent income is if you can, if you have the ability is to start with that kind of emergency funds, which is what I was talking about earlier with before I quit my job, I made sure that I had a certain number of months of income sitting there to the side. And then from there, uh, go ahead and figure out what your baseline is. So what's going to be most important there is figuring out what your monthly costs are. Mm -hmm. And once you have those monthly costs worked out, you can figure out how much you need to be making each month in order to have that take-home pay. And then that's your minimum. Um, And then anything you make over that, I always tell people each month, set that aside for what month you have lower income. And then what I would always do, and you can structure this, you could do it by quarter. I did it by year is Mm -hmm. I would set that aside. I would only spend up to my baseline each month. And then at the end of the year, whatever I had extra in that account, I was like, Oh, bonus. And I would write (laughs) myself the check for whatever was left over as my bonus. Um, And so, yeah, so you can do that quarterly. You can do that, you know, however works for you. Um, but I think making sure that you always have that safety net back there is the best way to learn to budget because then months that you're way over your goal, you're not spending like crazy. Cause I know it's easy to go, Oh, well, I made $10,000 this month. Um, I can spend as much as I want. Well, the next month when you make $200, Oof. that's going to be a problem. Yes. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so making sure you're balancing that well and really understanding your monthly costs is where you start. I actually have on my uh, website, I have a resource that is a uh, calculator. So it's a calculator for photographers. And then there's also a version for freelancers, which would be for like makeup artists or artists or anything like that, um, that they can, it's a whole guide on how to price yourself, but it has a calculator in there uh, that does a percentage portion to let you know how much is going to go out in taxes and lets you budget it all out to help you understand how to price yourself as well. Oh my gosh, oh. what a great resource. Yes, I'm and that's go on joejohnson.co? Yeah. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Take notes here. Yeah. Okay, I want to dive in a little bit on your relationship with your mom just because that's something obviously I understand. Yeah. Um so everybody who's listening, Joe, your mom has MS and so yeah. does mine. What um, is her condition? Is it relapse remissive? Is it? No, it is secondary progressive. Secondary progressive. Is yeah. that right? I, I it's not so. primary progressive. I think it's secondary progressive. Yeah. I believe so, it's not, it's not remit and relapse. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> remit and relapse. Yeah. Yeah. The, so for those listening, um, progressive means that it progressively gets worse as the word says right there the meaning um so for like my mom say her arms like she can't lift her arms up past a certain point anymore and then her you know her hands slowly start to go so like everything is in slow progression of getting worse relapse or remit relapse is like say a part of your I don't know, face like fall droops or something like that. And then it slowly would come back. Mm-hmm. So that's like it, you relapse, remit. Um, so yeah, just explaining MS to people out there who don't really understand what that is. Um, it's, I never really talk about it, Joe. So I think I'm a little nervous to be honest and seeing you post your Q and a, sorry. Oh, it's okay, Chris. 
You're going to make me cry, too. I know. I'm so sorry. I know. Me, too. No, don't be Uh, sorry. Seeing you post the Q&A with your mom, I don't know, months ago, my one of my best friends sent me your page, and I didn't know who you were at that time. And I was like, I just started bawling immediately because I had never seen another person on social media with a mom in a very similar state to my mom, mentally all there, physically not there. And um, it's really difficult, but I felt such a strong connection with you and um, and I messaged you like out of the blue. But I just thought that that was so, um, so important for other people to see that that this is like something that people go through and we don't talk about it enough, like family members that are disabled and or that were able bodied and now they're disabled. And and I'm really commend you for sharing that on your page and being so open and honest about your mom and your mom being willing. Um, what made you decide to start sharing? How did that kind of come about? You know, I've always kind of tiptoed around it, not because I'm not willing to share from my perspective, but I wanted my mom to feel comfortable that I was sharing because yes, it is my experience and it's my life, but it's also her situation. And As my following online was growing, I was feeling like there was a piece missing in what I was sharing. And my mom and I had a conversation about it. And she said, you can share. I don't care. Like, you know, go for it. And I had this outpouring when I started sharing of other people that were in similar situations. Yeah. And it was so interesting to me because growing up with a mom who has MS and my mom's uh, wheelchair bound. Um, she's really, I believe, uh, classified as quadriplegic at this point. Uh, and so having a mom that requires full-time care that way, I've always felt very isolated. Yeah. And when I shared and I had this outpouring of people who are in similar situations and related to it, I realized I'm really not alone. And I almost had this big perspective shift of I need to stop wishing my life was like other people's who have the healthy mom or the, um, because at the end of the day, this is my life and this is the path that I'm walking and everybody's coming with something. And there are a lot more people experiencing it than I think. Mm Mm-hmm. And so how can I utilize that and inspire people who are in similar situations and teach the lessons my mom's taught me about gratitude and, you know, just being strong, but also allowing yourself to feel and uh, being valid in your experiences and bring that online. And I realized that was the piece I was missing. And that was really important to me. And so I've loved getting to share that. And I love the way that my mom has really taken it in stride and allowed me to do that. Yeah. And raising awareness is is so huge. And and I've always wondered like, how to go about it, like you were saying, and, and feeling uncomfortable, because my mom's like, I don't like the way I look on, you know, on camera and stuff like that. And I, Mm -hmm. I totally get that. But I also feel like, these are moments that I want, like, I want to interview her. I don't know if you feel that way about your mom, <laughs> but like, I, I want to ask questions and, and know how, all the things she's going through and like how she feels about call, being called handicapped mm-hmm. and stuff like that, because it's like, that wasn't 
in her vocabulary. ADA approved, not in her vocabulary up until 2002, you know. Right. Um, when thing, when she was diagnosed. And it's just very wonderful because I am so thankful for you and, and your platform and you sharing those things. And I know that's not what your platform is all about, but I really think it is a huge, huge component and and why you are so successful because you are so honest and open with people whether it's body positivity or your family and your baby, anything, it, it's just really impactful. And I applaud you. Well, thank you. It's, you know, it's been a lot of fun because right now we're working on an addition to our home. <laughs> so we're doing a full blown accessible mother-in-law's quarters at our house so that my mom can be there when needed because my dad is a caregiver full time to her. Mm-hmm. And it's just that's way too much for one person to carry it just is and I'm my mom's only daughter uh she has two stepdaughters that are wonderful that she's so close with and also step in and help when needed um but at the end of the day I'm the one that she was hoping to be close to and live close with and so we're doing that and it's been really fun bringing people along and I feel so warm getting to read other people's messages of kids who have grown up with their grandparents in the home who are in similar situations. Uh Uh, I'd always worried about it and how hard Mm -hmm. it would be as a kid to watch that. And everybody's just so positive about how it really changed them as people and made them so much more empathetic and just kind and understanding of their things that people are going through. Yeah. And so I look forward to sharing that with her as she gets older. And I don't know. It's it's definitely a different way of living. Yes, 100%. Yeah. And as a daughter of a parent with MS, did you feel pressure to move your life forward faster at all? Yeah. I think I'd be lying to you if I said no. Uh Matt and I definitely had the conversation. My mom's had a couple seizures in the last year um, that they believe are related to MS, not really sure. And um, they've been scary. They've been life-threatening scary. And um, I think that that definitely made me start having the conversation of, I'm ready to start our family. I, whether they remember or not, I I want them to have had that relationship with my mom because she's, so incredible. And I, I wanted her to have those experiences. And we really, when we planned our wedding, I, we had a very small wedding ceremony and then a big reception a couple weeks later. And while it was wonderful and we loved it at the end of the day, when I think back, I'm like, I think if it would have just been us in a normal situation, we would have eloped. But I'm my mom's again, her only biological daughter. And I was like, we're going to have a small wedding so she can be as involved as possible and enjoy these things. And and no, I realized that us getting married isn't about her, but she's a huge part of my life. And it's important Mm -hmm. to me to honor her in the ways that we can. And that was one of them. And so, yes, but I I try to not make any decisions that I would not otherwise make. It might speed up some things or change or shift, um, but I'm not rushing is how I would answer that. Yep. And it's, and it's interesting (laughs) knowing Kristen and knowing her mom and knowing her family life for the past few years that I've known her. And it's, it's interesting that you said when you guys had your wedding, your, your mom was a big factor of the reason why you may have gone this way and then that way, but it wasn't your full, like 
reasoning for it, but it's, it's funny because me and Kristen always talk about setting those boundaries with your parents, because like you said, you wouldn't have made a decision that you normally wouldn't have made if you didn't want to make it. And that's something I think that, you know, having a parent who, as you had said, yeah, she has two other daughters who are stepdaughters, but you are her biological daughter. And I'm sure there's a sense of pressure that you do feel um, to do certain things for her that the other two may not be feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel it with, you know, I don't have, you know, a parent with MS. I don't have, you know, a parent who is handicapped. I don't have that. But I do have parents who are dependent on me in other ways. And I do have a sibling. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of relate to that. But something for me, I feel like knowing Kristen, I feel like I do this sometimes. Sometimes and I don't even know that I'm doing it. But do you feel like people express maybe sadness or say sorry to you when they find out about your mom's MS? Oh, absolutely. And I think it's just that people don't know how to process it. Yeah. Um, I've learned to not take that personally. And I appreciate where it's coming from. And I appreciate that other people see the world in different ways. And to them, it is really sad. And so I, I appreciate that, but I also love the opportunity for those people to get to know me and understand all the joy and all of the perspective that they'll never have that I have gotten because of the gift that is my mom having MS. And no, I I don't wish that upon my mom. I don't, I don't wish that upon anybody, but at the end of the day, it really is a gift. I, when I was in college, I have really bad sciatic nerve pain. And I was having issues with my sciatic nerve and I was having a hard time getting out of bed that day, which doesn't happen often. Mm -hmm. And I called my mom, this was like 10 years ago now, Mm -hmm. and I am just going off on the phone to my mom because she's my mom. I don't treat her like she has my mom. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I call her and I'm like, I can't get out of bed. I feel absolutely (laughs) terrible. I'm not going to be able to go to this function tonight if this doesn't get better. Like I have all these things I want to do. And my mom is sitting on the other end of the phone listening. She's like, uh-huh. And, and genuinely, my mom, 100% genuinely, this was not a, like, sarcastic <laughs> remark, says back to me, oh, honey, I can't even imagine how hard it must be to <gasps> not be able to get out of bed. No, stop. <laughs> and go do the things that you really want to do right now. 100%. Like, she was not joking. She was serious. And she said it back to me. And I literally, I was like, oh, I'm a jerk. I'm, I'm a jerk. Like, you know, it like hit me like a brick wall that I'm complaining to the person who can't do this, you know, every day, ever again, because that's her situation. And she is not even thinking about that. She's just like, I can't even imagine. I'm like, I feel like you might be able to imagine. Oh my God. So like things like that have been so pivotal to me because I've realized you don't have to compare your hardships to everybody else. You can genuinely Mm -hmm. be there for someone say, no, I can't imagine because I haven't walked in your shoes. So even though Mm -hmm. I assume like, there's no reason to assume that, Oh, your path and your shoes are so much easier than mine or so much harder. It's hard for everybody. We're all human. We're all having a human experience. And just because for somebody else, something that might be easy for you is really hard for them doesn't mean you should be any less empathetic. You yeah. say things so beautifully. I'm <laughs> I'm, usually, I'm usually so long-winded. I don't know if you watch The Office, but like I'm usually so long-winded with things like you just yes. said that I start going and I forget where I went and then yeah. it just keeps going. I do that sometimes too. <laughs> like Michael Scott. Okay. Yeah. Like, like 
that my was so husband, <laughs> I want a bunch of kids. This is kind of unrelated, but I want a bunch of kids. And my husband always tells me that it's because I'm like Michael Scott. He's like, I want a thousand kids so I can have a thousand <laughs> friends or a hundred kids so I can have a hundred <laughs> friends. I'm like, yeah, so that's me. Yeah, that's me. Oh my gosh. Hilarious. Well, speaking of kids, your daughter Gardner, what is the most rewarding thing about being a new mom? Oh, just getting to watch them. It's yeah. so fun. Um, watching them start to catch on to things, watching them grow, uh, seeing her learn new skills and just the smiles and the giggles and the, it's so much fun. I, uh, I'm really thankful for it. I don't know that there's a one size fits all Mm -hmm. thing that I'm like this. It's the perspective shift, I guess is what I would say. And I feel like I talk about perspective a lot because I've gone through seasons of my life. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a straight, white, upper middle mm-hmm. class girl that grew up with very little, um, uh, what word am I looking for? Challenges? I don't, yeah. I just like, there wasn't a lot of obstacles stuff to overcome. Yeah. Got I mean, it. my mom, my mom's health was, don't get me wrong, really hard, but I had every possible thing I could ever need in order to... And so it's been really important to me as I've gotten older to pay attention and learn from those different perspectives because I don't, I wasn't put in a situation where I needed much perspective. And I don't think that's fair. I think as people, if you're gifted with that, you really need to take the time to evolve that perspective so that you can utilize the gifts and the privileges that you're given to help those around you and contribute to your community And uh, I feel like motherhood has been another big perspective shift of understanding of other people in a way that I don't think I would ever understand if I didn't have her. So that's what I'm most thankful for. I love it. Look at her. She's watching us. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So cute. She's very invested. (laughs) And you also have, you know, you have so many things that you're doing. But you have your podcast, Middle Middle Ground, with your co-host, Caroline? Yes. So how did that come about? Tell us about it. So Caroline started working for me when she was 15 years old. Oh. Um, so she is how many years younger than me? Six, seven years younger than me. So I met Caroline when, at a photo shoot when she was young. Her parents owned a wedding venue. And I had her second shoot for me and we clicked right off the bat and she worked for me, uh, second shooting weddings all over the world for pretty much like two years full time. She lived in Italy for a year in the middle where I didn't have her, but we got really close. And uh, when I said I was no longer doing weddings, her and I were still very good friends and we wanted to do something together so we could maintain that relationship because we were so close. And uh, she's Gen Z, all the way, Gen Z baby. You know, like she was born in 99. Um, Oh my gosh. The fall of 99. So she's like. Almost 2000. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody in her class, like her friends, she's one of the older ones. Most of her friends were born in 2000. Oh, oh yeah, God. I know. I know. I'm 32. I feel I old. I feel old. I know. Right. And oh so. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted to start this podcast and we named it middle ground because I'm a millennial. She's a Gen Z and that has been such a hot topic of conversation and the differences. And so we, uh, the whole podcast really revolves around talking about healthy mindset 
and things like that, just on a, a wide array of topics. But we wanted the whole thing to be seeing it from two different perspectives and finding mm. where the middle ground is. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That is amazing. But like, also, I need to just ask, like, I struggle day to day because I work full time and I have a side hustle. I'm a food photographer trying to build that up as my full time thing. So I struggle. I struggle with how to do time management. So can you please just, you know, give me a few tidbits on how you do it all? (laughs) Uh, Do you guys do Enneagrams? Uh, I have done an Enneagram, yeah. Okay. I'm an Enneagram 3. So if anybody's listening, if that means anything (laughs) to you, you'll know that uh, it's not so much great time management as much as it probably is an unhealthy um, mental state of must do more things. Uh, So I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's like this really healthy grasp and like, I'm just so cool and have it together because that's not it. Um, I put way too much on my plate and then I don't sleep enough and then I get really stressed and I yell at my husband. Um, oh my God. Okay, cool. You're just like us. You're just like us. Just, is just like us. Yeah. So, um, no, but I, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It just is. And it's hard to balance, um, when you're trying to build something. So for like you, you're working full time, you're trying to build this but then you also don't want to lose out on the years that you're in right now. So you want to do things you enjoy throughout the process too. And it's just hard. And what the advice I would give is listen to your feelings. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling stressed, give yourself what you need and it's okay if it takes a little longer. I think that we get really caught up in, are we taking the most ideal path? Are we, Mm. um, doing things perfectly to where we're taking advantage of every opportunity exactly as we should. And Mm -hmm. I'm a big advocate of letting go of that way of thinking and just Mm -hmm. asking yourself, am I feeling fulfilled? Am I happy? It doesn't have to be a perfect road to those things and it doesn't have to be perfectly utilized. And you know, you're going to miss out on opportunities and you're going to make mistakes that, you know, doesn't, you're going to choose to skip out on a project one night for sleep and then be like, Oh, I really wish I would have done that. Cause it would have gotten me this and this, but at yeah. the end of the day, there's not a perfect path anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think balance exists when we're trying too hard to boss our way to the top. Mm. <laughs> oh. And it's so, but it's so crazy though, too, because it's like, that's what everyone says. Like life's all about balance. Like that's one of the things that my food blog is like life's all about balance. So I believe in non-restrictive eating. So I'm like, yeah, you can have a healthy salad, but also like don't deprive yourself of that cookie because I like literally have body dysmorphia, which also I just want to preach. We're going to have you on in the new year to talk about like body positivity because that's something Kristen yells at me because I struggle with all the time. So we want to have you on again. Okay. (laughs) You need to listen to, I don't know if you've ever listened to our podcast, but my favorite episode of our podcast is our fourth episode ever. It's over a year old. And mm-hmm. we did a whole episode on body image. And it's one of my favorite episodes we've ever done. You should go listen to it. I'm going I'm gonna go listen <laughs> to it. <laughs> and I'm downloading your resource from your website on how to learn how to budget myself and yes. uh, rate myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here like just plugging myself. Don't mind me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're eating it up. We're your best audience right now. So <laughs> Thank you so much, Joe. This has been so wonderful getting to know you and hearing your story and just your honesty is what I think everybody you're if you didn't tell us that you struggle with the balance, um, your Instagram makes it look 
like it's perfect. And we know it's the highlight reel. <laughs> well, and that's just social. That's something I've learned because I try to stay on there on a weekly basis. I don't have it together. Things are a mess. My laundry room's a disaster. My kitchen's <laughs> dirty. And I think it doesn't matter how many times you say all those things. We just fill in our own dialogue for people online. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something I'm really spending a lot of time focusing on right now is how do we change that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm spending a lot of time thinking on it. Yes. Because I think that's the shift that's going to have to happen for social media to be the healthy tool that I think it can be. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure how that's going to work. Yeah. Well, I hope we that figure so it true. out. Whether it's meditating <laughs> on it or maybe group meditations. I don't know what if you're even <laughs> into that. Do we need a journal? Like what what we'll do on social next? Maybe less filters. <laughs> I don't know. I gave up filters last year, y'all. Oh wow. Oh, I'm you still did? throwing a Paris wow. on it. So <laughs> bravo, girl. <laughs> It's the best decision I ever made. I can't encourage it enough. Amazing. Oh, okay. The first two weeks you'll feel bad. Like the first like two weeks, you'll look and you'll be like, ooh. And then after that, all of a sudden, you start feeling better about yourself in every single part of your life because you remember what you actually look like and you stop expecting yourself to look like a filter. Yeah. Well, then oh, nobody okay. looks like a filter. <laughs> no one looks like no. a filter. People have pores, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a year. I'll be a year in January with no filters. And it, it has been so good for my confidence and just my my body image and all that. So yes. look no at you, girl. Is, <laughs> I mean, do what do you? I'm all for people doing what's best for them. But I really, it's been good for me. I love it. Thank you so much, Joe. Again, uh, we appreciate you yeah. coming on. And sorry we harassed you so much. I just thought it was an important <laughs> conversation to have. No, I'm so glad to be here. Well, please let people know where to find you. Like, what are your handles? Where can they find you? <laughs> At Joe Johnson Overby on everything. So TikTok, Instagram, <laughs> Pinterest. Uh, I can't think of anything else. But if there is something else, it's at Joe Johnson Overby. And um, yeah, and podcast is Middle Ground Podcast. So you guys, that was Joe Johnson Overby. We've had some laughs. We cried a little bit when Kristen started to tear up, both me and Joe. If you guys could see us, oh my gosh, we were a mess. But, um, you know, and little Gardner, her little baby was also with us during the whole interview and was such a sweet little baby. Didn't make a peep. I didn't even hear. I know. Um, But anyway, something that I think was really valuable coming from Joe was I struggle with, and I asked her this in the interview, you know, I struggle with balancing stuff in my life. You know, everyone talks about Mm -hmm. balance is everything. Life's all about balance, but like it's not because Mm -hmm. some things in your life may need more than something else or you spend too much time doing one thing and not another. Like you don't think you have enough hours in the day, all the things. And, you know, she just made it sound like balance isn't what you need. She was basically saying like, it's okay for you to take a take a second if you need a second or take a second longer to get to your goal if that's really what you want to get to that goal. Don't feel like you need to be in competition or in rush or get there in a certain time frame. Like it's okay because yeah. to do it correctly is more important than you getting there and then being like didn't do the proper steps along the way. Yeah. And I think that's something I asked her because I struggle with that. I struggle with being like, Okay, I told her, you know, I do freelance photography on the side and I struggle with balancing that with my full-time life plus with the podcast plus doing all of the mm-hmm. things and I feel like guilty in a sense if I don't spend time doing one thing or contributing to something every day and 
she just really, it really resonated with me when she said that. Like, it's it's okay. She's like, when you see me on Instagram, because she, this girl, Joe Johnson does it all. She literally yeah. does it all. And she makes it look so easy to the point mm-hmm. where I'm like, I need to get my shit together. And she's like, honey, I don't have my shit together. <laughs> I don't have you're my seeing, shit she's like, you're seeing a little box of me right now. You don't see my kitchen. Like, you know, she's great. Yeah. So yeah. that was something that resonated with me. I love that. And I, I think um, piggybacking kind of off that, just her discussing how she took a leap of faith in her small business because I'm in that boat very much so right now with building Mm -hmm. my makeup career and our Airbnb business and deciding like what's next and like who to reach out to for resources and her saying like reach out to people who are similar and maybe they'll respond maybe they won't but that makes me think oh maybe I should hit up some of the Airbnbs in our area and ask who they you know, who does their cleaning, who does their accounting, who they go to for taxes. So it's all very scary. And the way she kind of broke it down made me feel a lot more comfortable just Mm -hmm. seeing her being able to do it. Um, Because even though we have different careers, we have very similar um, trajectories. Like you're in your full time right now with a side hustle. I am now just in my side hustle. And I'm like, oh my God, like how she was saying she felt Mm -hmm. right after um, taking the leap. And so that I loved. And obviously I loved talking about MS and I, I hope it made sense to everyone. Um, and if it didn't, please message us if you have any questions, because when I'm in the thick of it, just speaking for myself, I get really like flustered because I don't know how to, and I'm working on knowing how to relay what I mean and, and how I feel without getting emotional because the crying, I did not expect to cry. The fact that I introed her and talked about MS and didn't cry um, was very, I feel was like, I got this. And then as soon as I started to say about the Q&A with her mom, um, I just lost my shit. So I apologize. But if you have any Do questions. Do not apologize, Kristen. <laughs> Do not. Everyone understands. And I'm sure they were crying too because it was, it, it when something like that hits so close to home to you and like you said, when your friend sent you that Q&A, that was the one thing where you were like, I remember you were like, I just watched this and I want to book her. You wanted to book her yeah. on our podcast. Like you are that, like you felt that connected to her and yeah. that's, and that's totally fine. Tears are going to come. It's a natural response to all of the, weight that you both have holding on your shoulders, um, from, you know, dealing with your own personal stuff and then also always having your, your mom in the back of your mind. So I get it. She's very close. She's yes. Thank you. She's very close to her mom too. And I think that's why I was like, Oh my God, this is me and my mom. But I like to respect my mom's, you know, privacy and she got her mom's permission. And honestly, I've never really asked for my mom's permission because I think I overthink about how she, maybe perceived or because she's in a wheelchair and isn't able to like, I don't know, make her own meals and go to the restroom herself or whatever that may be. If that's the case, she's not, she's not representing herself. I'm representing her. And I never knew how to do that, but seeing Joe do it makes me want to do it too. And I've been feeling like that for a while now. I just didn't know how Mm. to do it, but like, just do it. So I think that's something that I took away from this as well as like speaking to my mom about it, seeing what she would be open with and, and sharing because I've posted like maybe a photo or two of my mom and then like, I don't talk about it. It's very, very rare. And it's not because it hurts or anything like that. It's just, I don't feel adequate enough to speak on it because 
it's not my story to tell. I'm just a part of it. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm very I thankful think. that Joe came on and that we made this happen. And honestly, Nikki made this happen, you guys. She DM'd <laughs> Joe pretending to be me and was like, hi, <laughs> did you check your email? It's me again. Just wanted it's to let you know. Well, I, I did you it. signed like from Kristen and I was like, <laughs> I love you. This girl is on it. Well, it's just we, because I knew, we wanted to run. <laughs> I knew how much you wanted to do this interview. You do talk about her. I won't, I won't say weekly because we don't talk about like, obviously MS or your mom weekly, but, um, we do talk about, you know, things just in life. And you were like, Oh, Joe did this, especially with the house renovations. You were going through similar yes. stuff. So, you know, she was amazing and we're going to have her and possibly, hopefully if she's okay with this, we want to have her and her uh, co-host of Middle Ground, Caroline, uh, Caroline, yes. come on. So hopefully in the new year, we will have her on again because we love her so much. But we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you guys have any other guest recommendations for us, anyone you'd like to see on the pod, anyone you're following, we may not be following them. Yeah. Anyone who has a great story, send them our way. Yes, anyone so. who's a pro- true boss lady. Amen. We'll see you guys next week. Start your week off with some boss lady energy every Monday. And send us your suggestions for future episodes. Slide into those DMs. And follow us on social media at Boss Lady Energy Pod.